This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Hey, Village Church. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast. Pastor Tim and Pastor Michael with you. And Pastor Michael, we've got another question that's a follow-up from yesterday and from episode 389, and it's about gun control. And the question is a little nuanced here. When should I not act because God is in control? And again, talking about protecting yourself or using deadly force, when should I just trust God in a situation? Yep. So like somebody comes into your home and if you shoot to kill or shoot to hurt them to defend your family, are you just not trusting in God's sovereignty? And uh, I think there's this, there's a cliche phrase that we use, like you just need to trust God. And I agree with you just need to trust God. So, but this can be actually a very abusive statement. So it can be and is in health and wealth prosperity circles used in the following context. You have cancer and they'll say, if you go get medication, that just means you're not trusting God. You need to give more and you need to get rid of sin in your life. That's why you have this cancer. Very very thing. And people have died because they did not go get medical attention because to get the medical attention would be a sign that they don't have faith that God can heal. And if they go do that, then God's not going to heal them. And so you just need to trust God is it can be a really abused statement. And I would, I would temper it with this statement. There's our responsibility and there's God's responsibility. Yes. Our responsibility is to do everything we can within our power and our jurisdiction to do what God has asked us to do. I have a responsibility to protect my family. I have a responsibility to protect my body. I mean, I don't just let my body go to junk because I'm just going to trust, you know, God's sovereignty. It's like this whole thing of, uh, well, if I really, you know, why do I have to like eat healthy? Uh, You wouldn't (laughs) understand this, Tim. But the point is like, no, the reason I ain't healthy is because I'm going to do my part, right? But I can't control whether or not I die of cancer at 36 or whether or not right. I live to be 95, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do my part and God's going to do his part. But some people will say, no, I'm not even going to worry about that because if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I'm like, no, there are actually things you can do to fast forward your death. Yeah, there is. <laughs> you know? Uh, and so I, I would just say people need to temper this statement. And in this context, right, there's God's responsibility and our responsibility. You know, your responsibility if somebody comes into your home is to protect your family. God's responsibility is to do whatever God wants to do to restrain that intruder to not. I mean, God will do allow or or permit whatever he wants. Correct. And everything he does is going to be good. But I am going to stand accountable for how I responded in the midst of mm-hmm. what God allowed or ordained or permitted. So when should I not act because God is in control? I believe we are responsible to do everything in our power. And one of the ways that I trust God is by me doing my job. And then when I reach my limit of what I'm capable of doing, that is where I say, I know you've got the rest. Absolutely. You know, as I'm thinking through this question, I would compare it to you're driving down the road. You have your kids in your car. You're driving down the road. You're minding your own business. You're following the laws of the road and someone pulls out in front of you or cuts you off or you're seeing an accident about to unfold in front of you. Do you trust God and do nothing and allow this accident to happen? Or do you put on the brakes or do you swerve? Do you try to avoid this accident unfolding in front of you? Yep. I would say the same thing is true when it comes to the use of lethal or deadly force. What can you do to avoid uh, suffering and pain and and protect you and your family? I think that's what the Lord would want us to do. Oh, absolutely. I mean— now. I have guns in my home. I don't know if you have guns in your home. 
if 35. I, 35? No, I've seen <laughs> I think I have a little less than 30. Yeah. Um, but a little, uh, less a little less, 35, 36, whatever it takes. <laughs> so what I'm saying is if I see that someone is trying to break into my home is the first step that I take, grab my handgun or grab my shotgun and, and address this thief, th this burglar myself. I don't think so. I think the first step is use the legal realm that we have, grab the telephone, call 911, Tell them the situation. It's not time for a one-on-one -on -one showdown. No, not, not at all. You do all. everything you can to let the cops do their thing. Right. I have heard this lie about just trust God play itself out in so many ways. So, for example, family struggling for money and uh, the husband or wife says they don't go to work. And like, I'm just going to trust God that he's going to provide. Well, yeah. that's not exactly how it works. No. You know, or I, I, could, I could just go on and on and on and on and on and on with examples. I think you're right. That phrase has been so abused by Christians throughout the centuries yep. that I just wonder how God feels about that in heaven. It's like, yep. hey, I get, you know, it, it reminds <clears throat> there? All right, it, good. <laughs> it reminds me of the, of the old story that, you know, the flood comes. People are coming and saying, hey, you got to leave. You got to leave. There's a flood coming. You got to yeah. leave. And this one guy says, no, I'm not leaving. I'm trusting God. The waters come and they mm. they send him a rowboat and say, hey, everybody's left. You got to you got to leave. You know, the water's coming. You're going to be drowned. No, I'm not leaving. I'm trusting God. The waters keep coming higher and higher. Then they send him a helicopter. He's on his roof. No, I'm not leaving. I'm trusting God. Eventually he drowns and he gets to heaven. He says, you know, God, I, I was supposed to trust you. He says, dude, look at all the means in which I, yeah, I, I sent gave you a rowboat, a I helicopter, warnings. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. I think that. This phrase is so similar to that story yep. that God gives us common sense. He gives us the wisdom of Scripture. Mm. And we often just say, you know, no, I'm not going to trust yep. what God says. Yeah. Can I, can I rant for a moment? Throw back. I will probably already beat this one to death. So okay. just, for yeah, kicks, I'll ramble on. Anyway. <laughs> Christians, I'm going to hypergeneralize. Just go with me for a moment. Uh, there are two kinds of Christians. Those who get stuff done and those who don't. Mm -hmm. And those who get stuff done do stuff. And mm -hmm. those who don't say, oh, if the Lord wants it, he'll work it out. Well, Tim, here's what I know about you. You're one of the most productive humans I know. Well, thank you. And the reason being, because you do stuff. You don't wait for stuff to happen. You see a need and then you go fix it. And there can be amongst many Christians, a generic laziness. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes their trusting in God is an excuse for laziness. Mm-hmm. So the amount of people who are like, oh, you know, I just, I don't have the money to do that. Or, uh, you know, I just don't know if that's really going to work out. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't want it to work out. Yeah. And then you use God as an excuse so mm -hmm. that you don't have to do anything. I really think Christians and Christians throughout the last two millennium have been some of the most ingenuitive, creative. Oh, yes. Altruistic, world changing, culture yeah. creating, like, like people on the, in the world. Right. Because there's something about the Christian mindset that says, uh, I am capable of way more than I understand I am. Yes. And so, you know, this has kind of been a way that like Brian and I, like we function a lot of our life like this. Like, what could we do? Like, what kind of change could we make? Like, and one of the things we've realized is that sometimes we just have to go do it, but then God stops us. And that's great. When it God okay. stops something, it, yes. then I'm done, you know, mm -hmm. but I've done everything I can. It doesn't mean we have to pursue everything, but like, you know, we dream about a lot of things. We're like, maybe we'll do this. Maybe we'll do that. But every, for every, maybe we walk down those paths mm -hmm. and a lot of those maybes the Lord shuts down. But this is why I wanted to really separate this question because 
you know, God's because in control. Because it goes much deeper. It does. It goes deeper. We need to make sure that we don't use God as a scapegoat to not make this world a better place. Yes. Make the changes we need to make and to do the things that we know we have to do to steward our time, our bodies, our ideas that the Lord has given us, the money he's given mm-hmm. us, the homes he's given us. Rant over. We should be done. Well, hopefully, listeners, we have made a difference in your life. Go do something. Go do something. We are called (laughs) to be on mission for God, and that is the very purpose of not just trusting God to be in control and do something through you, but you do something. Do something because I trust God. That's exactly right. Bam. Well, thanks for joining us today. Come back next time when we answer the question, can a female administer communion? Mm -mm -mm. We'll see.